Do you think you could set out for us, David, something about family practices and its approach in thinking about family meanings? Okay, yes, certainly. And I'd like to start by saying that you've heard already about discourses, and I see discourses and practices as being very closely interwoven with each other, and as I hope to demonstrate, that there are almost, if you like, two aspects of the same thing. The idea of family practices began as an attempt to reconcile two apparently slightly opposite trends. One was the recognition by sociologists and and others who found difficulty with the idea of the family. And you've already heard about that, you know, that the idea that there is a single notion called the family, which is almost like a thing. On the other hand, it would seem inappropriate simply recognizing these difficulties to throw away the idea of the family. Because after all, in everyday life, Family matters are very important to people, and you will find them talking about it, talking about their children at school or university. They're talking about illnesses or problems within their own families and so on. And so the idea of family practices was trying to bring together a recognition, yes, there are dangers in talking about the family, but at the same time, we must continue to recognize the importance of family life and family living. And so the idea of family practices is really to shift the emphasis from, if you like, a noun, say, the family, to something more like an adjective or even like a verb. And I'm looking at the way in which people do family. Um, Now, that's not a way we usually talk, of course, but I'm talking about family as a set of activities that people do. So that the example you've just heard of, attending a wedding, is clearly a family practice and it's a set of activities and uh, preparations for these activities which are carried out with reference to people who, in doing this, you define as being in some ways part of an extended family. And I think you can think of lots of other examples of this kind often very everyday examples like going to the supermarket, going for a walk, going on holiday, these kinds of things, are very often carried out with reference to other people who are defined as co-members of one's family. So that in doing these things, you are also saying something about the relationship that you have to the people with whom or in relation to you are doing these things. And so the other aspect of this is the the attempt in talking about family practices is to think about family not as, if you like, defined in terms of official documents or indeed by sociologists, but look at the way in which family life is understood on a day-to-day basis by people going about their everyday family activities. So it's an attempt to bring together, if you like, the perspectives of the sociologist and the people who are actually engaged in these activities. Now, I think there are a variety of virtues of this approach. One is that it reminds us that family practices don't simply take place in what we might call the home or the household or you know, that rather limited physical space. Family practices can take place in the supermarket, they can take place on a bus, in a train. People are are thinking, taking account of family members as they go about 
are all sorts of other activities at work or leisure, politics or whatever. An obvious example is somebody who might have photographs of their children in their office, for example. That is a family practice, although it's some distance from what we conventionally see as the location of the family. The other virtue is I think that family practices are very fluid. They're like sort of primary colours that merge with other primary colours. And so that family practices looked at another way can also be seen as gendered practices. They can also be seen as age or generational practices. They can be seen as class practices and so on. What becomes interesting is the way in which family practices merge with other sets of practices. Difficulties. Well, I think there's one difficulty is that in talking about family practices and doing, I think there is a potential danger that the whole approach can be slightly individualistic or perhaps not so much individualistic as seeming to be voluntary. And so that it's always important in thinking about family practices to think about and to realise the kind of constraints the constraints of structure, the constraints of discourse that we've heard about, within which these practices take place, and against which sometimes these practices take place. And I think the other thing is that I think family practices can remind us of the darker side of family life, although I think I have to confess that I perhaps haven't emphasised this enough in writing about family practices, certainly in the kind of examples that I've provided. But we need to remind ourselves that family practices can be things like to do with violence and neglect and abuse, insofar as these practices are ways of affirming, if you like, certain statements about relations between parents and children and so on, or between partners or whatever, and emphasising that there is this dark side as well. Okay, so I think that the emphasis on doing and process is the thing I would like to stress most in thinking about family practices. Thanks very much, David. That's a really interesting take on family practices and especially to think about the aspects of family that don't always emerge when we're thinking about the meaning of family more generally. And also this sense of the dynamism of family, and I think this comes across both in what Rose has talked about in discourses and in terms of practices, that family is, again, not a fixed thing in time as well as a fixed thing to study. And I think that's a really important thing to try and get a grip on. From the Open University. For more information, go to www.open.ac.uk forward slash use.